A good haircut can be a game changer. I mean, everybody wants to look their best for those social media pics, right? So get yourself to Sport Clips at Sport Clips Haircuts. They hair do like no one else hair does. See what they did there? Not only is it the home of champion haircuts, but they've also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. Level up your haircut with the MVP haircut experience. It's a spa day for your follicles. Check this out. You get a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with a perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on the TV. Does it get any better than that? No. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. I know you have heard this before. Work smarter, not harder. Ford has heard it too. That's why the Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. I mean, the pro-access tailgate alone is a game changer. It improves access to the bed and cargo, which makes it easier to load in tight spaces. See? Smarter. It's also got a mobile power source in Pro Power on board, so you can power up to 7.2 kilowatts outside your F-150 truck. That is definitely working smarter. And imagine what you can do with that power at your next tailgate party. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. All right, there's plenty of people who come and go at the WWE, and I know you sometimes wonder where did they go. You're wondering what happened to them, what they're up to. Like, how about crime time? How about JTG? Cheer! Cheer! I always love when he said that. Well, today you're going to find out all about JTG, where he is, where he's going, what he's done, and what he's up to now. He wrote a new book. Damn, why did I write this book? It's an ebook. You can get that online. Filled with stories from his time in the WWE. He's going to share some of those stories with me and a few that didn't make the book as well. You hear all about his tag team partner, Shad Gaspard, what a character he is, how they got put together, why they got put together, who came up with the crime time gimmick, what led to them getting fired from WWE, and then subsequently getting asked back. And you hear about JTG's solo run in the WWE and the famed uh, JTG gimmick where he stayed in the company for a long, long time, kind of under the radar. We'll find out all about what he thought about that and so much more. Uh, what you're also going to find out about is, is the stories about DDP Yoga. Uh, and I'm going to tell you about it right now because DDP and DDP Yoga are changing lives, including mine. If you already have a DDP success story, you definitely need to tweet it to at Talk is Jericho on the Twitter. Use the hashtag podcast one and you'll get a shot to win the free copy of DDP Yoga signed by Diamond Dallas Page himself. And uh, DDP Yoga, it's more than just a workout program, man. Healthier way of life. It's already helped tens of thousands of people. You guys know how much it's helped me. I mean, I don't even, I'm, I'm getting to be a broken record here. I wouldn't still be in the ring or on stage uh, at the highest of levels in the WWE and with Fozzie, if not for DDP's amazing, amazing yoga program. Also helped Eric Thacker. Eric was tipping the scales at 448 pounds. His doctor told him if he didn't do something soon, he would certainly die. That's right. So Eric started DDP yoga, and after one month in Dallas's program, he had lost 30 pounds. Now, I can... Uh, I can tell you, I can vouch for that because after one month of, of me doing uh, DDP yoga, I lost 12 pounds. So I wasn't as heavy as Eric, but it definitely hit me just as much as it hit him. And after two months, 
Eric was down 55 pounds, and by month three, Eric had changed his diet to healthy whole foods. At the end of his first year in the DDP Yoga program, he had lost 185 pounds. Unbelievable. He not only changed his life, he reclaimed it. He took control. He became a better person, a healthier person, and his life uh, is going to last longer now as well because of DDP and this amazing program. you got to see the video and the pictures. You can check it out at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. I'm telling you, it's incredible. And DDP Yoga, like I said, has helped tens of thousands of people just like you. And if you're one of them, let me know. I said, tweet your DDP Yoga story to at Talk is Jericho. Use the hashtag podcast one and you could win a copy of the DDP Yoga program autographed by Diamond Dallas Page himself. That's right. Just tweet me your DDP Yoga story at Talk is Jericho. Use the hashtag podcast one for your chance to win an autographed DDP Yoga program. A winner will be chosen at random. Okay. And you still got time to experience your own DDP DDP Yoga story because DDP has given you guys a great deal. The Sexy Beast Talk is Jericho listeners, you're going to get a great deal specially just for you. Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Take advantage of this amazing, amazing offer. There's no more excuses. All right. You got nothing to lose, everything to gain. Put down the donut, put down the attitude, put down the excuse. Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho and get into better shape. I'm telling you, it works. It works for me. It's going to work for you. DDP Yoga changes lives, and that's a shoot, brother. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. All right, we're here in a, in a hotel room. Chill. With JTG, uh, do you still call yourself that? Are you still I'm J- still JTG. I own the rights to JTG. I, oh, don't know how I, pull, I don't know how I pulled that off, but I found that out. Uh, <laughs> how did you pull it. that off? I have no idea. Because that was a character that was created in the WWE system, right? Well, I was using that name in, in Kentucky. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was using that name in Louisville. and Which is still a part of the WWE. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, OVW? Yeah. I don't think so. No. Okay, okay. No, so no, you no. started it there. Yeah. But usually they copyright everything when uh, when you come to I don't know how I pulled it off. I don't know the details. I'm just I'm just happy that I could use JTG. <laughs> <laughs> what did that stand for? Man, that's there's a long story behind that. We have time. Well, hey, <laughs> we got a whole show for you, man. JTG. Well, when I was in OVW, right, I was at the top of my class, and then when we cut promos, I'll call myself just too good. Oh, okay, just too good. At the end of at the end of every promo, I'll be because I'm just too good. <laughs> and then when I got to WWE. I had to humble myself. A lot of people was asking me, so what does JTG stand for? Uh, uh, and I started stuttering. I said, uh, just too gangster. Because I didn't want to say just too good because I didn't want heat. <laughs> the uh, unwritten rule book of how to survive in the WWE locker room, which you don't really know. Just, you just don't know how things spiral out of control, right? Nope. No uh, idea. And that's funny how you mentioned you're at the top of your class in OVW. So when you came into this system, uh-huh. you were like one of the, the blue chip guys or, or whatever you would say? With the, the new guys? Well, yeah. Like when you said you're at the top of your class, obviously mm-hmm. you're kicking ass. There, oh, yeah, right? kicking yeah. ass. The trainer loved me. He would use me as an example. You need to, you need to do like JTG. He comes here early and he leaves late. And I was like the role, I was the role model. Like, yeah, I felt good. And then when I came to WWE, it's a totally different. Uh... Well, and you've written a book kind of about this, and, and it's called "Damn, Why Did I Write This Book?" And it's an online book. This it's is an a, ebook, yeah, ebook, right? It's, even that process is is interesting to me. We'll talk about that. But uh-huh. basically, it's it's kind of like a mini novella, like seventy pages, eight pages, yeah. very very easy read, and it just talks about all the trials and tribulations that you faced. 
when you first got into the or when you first came to the WWE. Very interesting book. Yes, uh, writing the book it took it, it jogged me. Um, it was a good jog for mem- into memory lane because I forgot a lot of the stuff, and then I was remembering what story should I write about? Oh yeah, that too. That stuck out. And then I was just reminiscing, and I'm like, yeah, they're, they're going to love that one. <laughs> <laughs> I also did the audio book, too. So I'm, I'm, the oh, audio you did the audio version, audio too. Yeah, I got in the studio. I knocked out eight hours, you know, knocked them chapters out. <laughs> so what, um, what made you decide to write this book? Man, um, friends and family. I didn't want to do the book at mm. all. I didn't, didn't want to write about the book. But I would tell stories to uh, my friends and family who didn't know anything about the wrestling business. And I'll tell them about Shad's antics. Oh, Shad. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you have to put this down on paper. And I, I didn't know the first thing about getting a book published. And then I did some research and ebooks. There was a, when I found out that a girl became a millionaire off an ebook, I would offer of 99 cents ebooks to make it. Because right, that's cents. what your book costs, like a 99 cents. At cent. first, it was 99 cents just to get the word out there. Okay, was, now I did it's some like... research on marketing. He's like, you want to get the word out there, make it cheap. Right. And then I did that. And then I raised the price. Of what is it now? It is at uh, one ninety nine, okay, so not so a big it's jump. Yeah. Still like buying a song off iTunes, exactly. basically. Yeah, yeah. So the e the ebook process was so easy. But the formatting that was the hardest part. If you, anybody out there wants to do an ebook, uh, do a lot of research on uh, formatting. How do you mean by that formatting? We have to be in a proper ebook format. You can't just put a book up there, upload it. It's going to come out all jumbled. It's like a it's oh, like I a see. Like, you're talking about how it, how it comes out in the print. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. and even, I didn't even perfect it. Some of the chapters, <laughs> you could, if you if you get the book, there's a big gap in between some of them because if you just press delete once, it could just mess up the whole. So there's a okay. lot of errors, and yeah, I tried to fix it last minute, and it was like, you know what, there's a headache. They're gonna love it anyway. <laughs> because, well, because I know, like, if you if you have an album that you want to put on iTunes, usually, mm-hmm. I mean, at least before, you had to do it through a record company. Like, you couldn't just put up your own album on iTunes. I think now they're getting a little bit more open, where you could just basically, if you know the right codes or yeah. whatever it is, how do you do an ebook? How do you get it up there? Do you have to go through there's a company? So many, or? There's, no, there's different platforms you could just mm-hmm. use. Um, the first one I used was called PayHip, and they allow you to. Um, Take what is it, Word document, and just upload it, and then that one was easy. That one, that one was so far easy. But Kindle, oh my god, that's a headache. I the next time I do a ne- my next ebook, I'm hiring somebody to do it. I don't mm. want that headache. <laughs> so you're gonna, do, you're gonna do more of these? Oh yes, they, the fans the fans love it. They wanna they definitely want a part two. Dan, would I write this book too? <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about what uh, what Dan. Why did I write this book about? Why did you write this book? What is it about? Well, the book is specifically about heat, mm-hmm. heat in the business. I, I don't think a lot of fans know about the subculture of wrestling. You know, there's a lot of rules, and you could get a lot of heat for it. And for those who don't know what heat is, heat is a kind of like a black cloud that follows you after miscommunication or you know altercation with another superstar. And that could tra- and that could travel with you for weeks, months, sometimes years. You know, Jericho, I know you uh, you had to have some heat in your. In your I did, days. yeah. <laughs> I mean, th- that's what we were just talking about, kind of the unwritten rule of how the WWE locker room is, or wrestling in general, but especially WWE, um, because it's it's a lot like uh, Mean Girls, the movie oh, Mean yeah. Girls, where you come <laughs> into this new high school, you know, class, mm-hmm. and you don't really know what you did wrong for people not to like you, and especially it's not as bad. I think now that it was when you came in, and it was way worse when I came in. Oh like yeah, I like, heard stories about the eighties, or like the you know, the like <laughs> late nineties, early two thousands. You know, the mm-hmm. Attitude Era was just a total mess. You know, my whole second book is about how I came in there, just had major. Here's the word of the day: heat, heat <laughs> and not really too sure why I had it. You know, using the same 
qualifications and attributes that got me there in the first place mm-hmm. suddenly became detriment, which was confidence, um, a little bit of not arrogance, but just knowing what you're doing, believing in yourself, taking chances, doing uh-huh. things differently. That all kind of got back to me being public enemy number one. What? Now, when I came back in 07, you guys were there, crime time. Uh-huh. You were public enemies number one and two. <laughs> And that there's a lot same, of stories same. about that in the book. Do you remember the first time we met? This uh, off topic. Not, not, not a, no, the, not from... the first time we met. I believe it was in it was '07. It was after the Royal Rumble, the one in New York. Yeah. And I was waiting for my buddy. We was all going to go out to eat. Elijah, they had just had the pay per view, and we were all going to go out to Fridays and eat. Elijah Wood. Elijah Burke. Yeah, Elijah, Elijah Burke. Burke. Yeah. So I was at the Marriott waiting for him at the TV hotel. And then I was by the door. I saw you coming. I held the door open for you. And he said, hey, aren't you one of the uh, Crime Time guys? And, you, and I was like, yeah, nice to meet you. Like, man, you bounced back pretty quickly. You got a, you got a, a job as a doorman at the Marriott. That's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> I just realized, isn't, isn't Elijah Wood the Hobbit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that'd be, it would be better if you are hanging out with Elijah Wood. Frodo, I think it is, or whatever. I, yeah, that's funny. I, I remember... Uh, I remember, I remember, like, because you always had, you always had like a good attitude. Oh, I yeah. thought nice guy. You know, you could tell you had respect. So that's probably why I said that. Uh, I, I was think... released at the time. I wasn't with the company. I got, I got released, oh, and I was in New York. Yeah, that's even better. That's <laughs> hilarious. So tell us about this story when you guys first came in, because you were there for a very short time. And in the fine tradition of the Rockers, and Shawn Michaels has told the story here when he came in here, and they had so much heat mm-hmm. right off the bat that they were gone before they even started wow. and, and the uh, great great quote was Vince McMahon came in and, and he had called the Rockers into his office and Vince looked at their boots and said those are nice boots they're made for walking really yeah he said and they that? went oh I'm just kidding sit down and then five minutes later fired him, fired him. Oh, wow. so yeah so uh, <laughs> and what was the, what was the journey for, for crime time to get to the to the big leagues and then get basically fired so quickly the journey was for, well for me uh, for me I came in there really young Mm-hmm. I came in there 21 years old. I was on the raw roster at 21. You got signed at you got on the you were on the main roster at 21. 21, yeah. That's as soon young. As, yeah, as soon as I got signed, I was pretty much on the road. I was wow. down in OVW for what three to four years, and then I got signed, and then like a couple of weeks, I'm like I'm on the road. <laughs> and why was it so quick? Because some of those guys were spending like four or five years I down know, there. Um, Vince loved the gimmick. Like Chad and I were doing the gimmick down in OVW. And it got we did our own vignettes. Like Al Snow, he's the head trainer at the time. He was doing matches every every week, and he said, "You know, you don't got to get over just doing matches and winning. You know, you could you know go out there and do something, do some vignettes." Mm-hmm. Chad and I took it upon ourselves to you know shoot some vignettes. We robbed the smoothie shop, and I did a shout out in front of the camera and pulled my bandana down, just revealing my identity. <laughs> like some of those dumb guys you see on exactly. cops or something, right? Yeah, <laughs> we beat up a cop. Uh, we was running from cops and. Uh, somebody told Vince, like, hey, you got to check this out. This is pretty pretty cool, interesting. And then he saw the video. He said, sign him. Didn't see me wrestle or anything. He just liked our charisma, personality, and he loved the gimmick. So you you were still working in OVW unsigned? I was unsigned for three or four years. I was working at a daycare. So <laughs> <laughs> I go to the gym. The guy from Crime Time taking care of your kids. So did you guys just show up there and hoping that you'd get a look, or, or did you have some kind of an invitation to be in OVW? Well, it went through it went through different phases. You start the amateur class, at the beginners class, amateurs class, and then you work your way up to intermediate, and then they had the contract class. Okay. So after um, I was in intermediate class for a while, and then I had to pay some extra money to get in the the advanced class with the contract class. Um, after I paid that, 
I was there for a while, and then I was hoping you, you're, when you're amongst other contract talent, you hope you get seen with the contract right. and you get picked up. And so that that went on for a while. And so then, you could pay money to get in the contract yeah. class if yeah. if you were at that level. Yeah, if you were at that level, yeah, you had to be approved by Danny. Man, yeah, that reminds me when I was in Taekwondo class when I was like twelve, uh-huh. and the only way you could get to the next level of a belt is if you paid money. You didn't have to even be good. No, you, you had did... to be good. Danny was okay. not going to let anybody on his television show if they were not. All right, but you still had to pay some cash. Oh to yeah, get definitely. Up there. Gotcha. Okay, it was well worth it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so were you guys Crime Time? The name Crime Time? We, I was known as Neighborhoody. Paul Heyman gave me that name, and then <laughs> when I heard it, he's like, "We're going to call you Neighborhoody," and I was like, um, "Okay, I love it." <laughs> Paul Heyman, if you listen to it, I, I didn't like it. But at the time, I didn't do. want heat. <laughs> right, right. So I was neighborhoodie, and the first the first week I debuted, um, it was out of nowhere. He's like, "Okay, we're putting you with Chad." Chad just finished running a championship uh, storyline with CM Punk, mm. and um, he didn't win the title, so they put me and him together. So the first week after he lost, I made my television debut, and then the next week after sitting on sitting on the stands for like months, I won the title. When the tag team titles with Shad. Okay. So in my career, like, one minute you're doing nothing. Right. Like, like, thinking about going back home, I was like, man, it's not working out. I've been out here for three to four years now, and it's not looking good. And maybe I need to put on more size. Like, nah. I was, thinking, I was literally thinking about quitting. It was like, nah. You're at the end of the it, road. Yeah, yeah. It was the end of the road. It was getting bad. And then um, next thing you know, I'm making my television debut, and then I'm the Southern Tag Team uh, Champions with Shad. And then from there, it just took off. And and so then you get the call, like you said, after a week or two that they want you on TV. Is, did you, when did you hear about the name Crime Time? We heard about Crime Time. I think it was like our second or third, third time up on the road. We were just sitting in the office coming up with names. And you wouldn't names? believe some of the names. Like what? Give me had. some of them. Do you, have uh, any? Do you remember any? I'll give you an idea. Of what, what, I forgot what the writer name was. He said, um, we're going to call you Hoodie Nation. And here's what we got. You're going to come out with your own flag, and then we're going to sell flags, and everybody in the audience is going to have the Hoodie Nation flag, and you guys are going to be so over. I'm like, oh, gosh. No. And then we'll sell Hoodie, hoodie Nation. We'll sell Hoodie Nation hoodies. Hoodie, um, I was like, and then they checked to see if the name was, it was available because you have to go through trademark, right. uh, this whole process, and it was it – was, it was they already somebody already had somebody already taken that. i'm like yes thank, thank you thank goodness yeah man and then crime time came up and then we just spelt it different and it, and it worked that's a pretty good name i, I love crime yeah that's a great that's a good name and the gimmick was that you guys were kind of like uh you know hustlers on the street yes. trying to sell you stolen goods basically right? exactly and it worked perfectly we were still we were like robin hoods we'll take we'll take from other superstars and auction it off to the to the audience which made you instant baby face oh yeah we loved it i had a lot of fun doing that so how long were you there for before the uh, the dreaded heat happened? Oh heat. man, how, we, I think we were on the road for a little less than a year, and then um, if you if you, for guys who didn't read the book, you know we were getting ready to go to Africa, and we had like two shows before we went to Africa. I couldn't wait to go to Africa. man. Every 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 African American was African American, right? Geez. You're in America, you want to go to Africa, and then I was going, getting paid to go there. I was yeah. like, man, this is going to be so sweet. I was so excited. And those tours are pretty few and far between. I've never been to Africa. What? And I've worked here 15 years. It's just whenever they went, I either wasn't on the tour or, or wasn't working here at the time. So it's not often that you get a chance to go to Africa. Man, I was so excited. I packed my bags early. My bag was packed, ready to go. And mm. then we had to do two shows before we um, before we departed. We had to do a, a Sunday show and a and, um, and raw before we left, and we got into an incident with, with the with the tag team champs. They they pulled the rib on us. We didn't get along at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lance Kidd and Trevor Murdoch. We didn't get get along at all. There was a lot of heat between us, and they pulled the rib on us uh, involving the ref. 
And when we got backstage, all hell broke loose. Wait, that's when, yeah, I, m- I remember hearing about this, in that some kind of a mess up in the finish. Yeah. And then Shad, and well, you were involved too, but Shad basically yeah, hit Shad, his... Yeah, I was on the apron, and I was kind of like se- still selling from what happened in the match. So when I when I turned around, it was like, Shad, hit our finish, hit our finish. I'm like, okay, I guess they have some type of agreement. Let <laughs> me not mess, mess up the finish. So I hit the ropes, hit the finish. And what, was your, what was your finish? It was called the G9. Shad would hold him in like in a sub, in a, um, Samoan, right. Samoan, um, drop. Samoan drop position, and I'll hit the ropes and hit him with a neck breaker. Okay, so you guys are going down at the same time as you're twisting time. in the air. Yeah. You know, was, we protected the ref. Well, Shad took a little... Uh, extra liberties and took the belt off the ref and his shirt and auctioned it off to the crowd. You know, he wanted to make sure the crowd crowd was left happy, I guess. Do, do, can you say who the ref was? Liberty to say, Ma- do you Mar- remember? Marty? I, I just saw him Marty last- Elias? Yes. yes. Oh, okay, I yeah. saw him last week. He was Marty's gotta- probably one of the guys that you could do that to and probably wouldn't even care too much. Probably I didn't, I didn't think he cared, but yeah. we, when we got backstage, they was, they was concerned. Oh, you bumped the ref? Like, okay. Yeah. You do it all the time. Oh, yeah. you bumped the ref? How you know he's trained to be bumped like that? Like, Okay. It is kind of a, a something that you probably shouldn't do on the fly. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, maybe. I I definitely agree, but yeah. yeah. But so you're learning. So you come yeah. back and you're getting yelled at and screamed at. Well, Shad is. Okay. Our agent at the time, I believe it was Barry Windham, mm-hmm. he pulled, he, uh, he said, I, I need to talk to you. So I'm following Shad. I'm following behind them. And he's like, no, I don't need to talk to you. I just need to talk to Shad. I'm like, oh, man. Okay. And I, could, I, I didn't hear the details of, the, of, the, of him yelling at him. But yeah, he was he was yelling pretty loud, pretty loud at Shad, and I was mm. like, "Damn, this is bad." And then when Shad came back out, we were all sitting by the um, ring monitor, and the face of the company <laughs> is, is just a, is just yelling at the top of his lungs at Shad and telling him how stupid he is. And I was like, "Damn, this is bad." And then I get, and then some reason he started yelling at both of us and insulting both of us. I'm like, "Oh man." It so, was so it was you, a bad day. So you're guilty by association exactly. for what Shad did, right? There's a lot yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah, read the book. There's a lot of guilty. Yeah, there's by a lot of because I mean, in in the realm of the crime time world, Shad was the guy who always kind of had more heat. Yeah, and you were dragged along. It reminded me a lot of um, what was his name, Hassan. Uh, uh, Muhammad Hussein and Davari. Okay, where Davari got a lot of heat just because he was the JTG of the crew. He was the JTG (laughs) of the uh, Arabic uh, heels. Arabic time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Arabic time. So yeah. So so the next day, did did they continue to yell at you, or is that why you got fired? Or oh yeah, we got called into the we got called into the office, and I thought it was going to be a big fine. Like I was told, we were about to win the titles. That's what I was Ooh. told, and I even hurt. I even stung more. We were about to win the tag team titles because it was a pay per view when we came back from from the from the tour, and they're like, "Okay, they're not, they're not gonna fire us. We're about to be the tag team. Yeah. <laughs> about to be the tag they team can't chance. fire us. Come on, <laughs> and we're over. Sure. <laughs> we get into that office. He gave us some long lecture about how they were disappointed in us, and you guys had so much potential. Um, you guys were showing so much improvement, and I'm like, oh, "Damn, how much is fine gonna be? Twenty thousand? Mm-hmm. That's the whole tour, probably. Yeah. I don't know." And then he just said, um, we're going to have to let you guys go. And my jaws dropped. I said, what? You're going to release us? Well, we're over. (laughs) (laughs) You can't replace us. (laughs) And he was like, yeah. And then um, I had to drive home. Shag got a flight home. But since I was so close to – I was living in Kentucky at the time. um, Where were you guys? I believe we were in Ohio or Cleveland. Cincinnati or something in Cleveland. I had to drive three hours. Oh, oh, man, that was a sad three hours. (laughs) So and then the worst part of it all, not the drive. The drive home was bad too, but they treated us like we were like we, we like we tra- 
<laughs> like we just snuck backstage because we got escorted out by security. Oh, like, yeah, we got we had to go get our bags from the locker room. And then the security, who we see all the time, he's like, come on, guys, we got to go now. And I'm like, oh, what? That's... Are you guys serious? Like, what are we going to do? Like, mess shit up on the way out? Right. Maybe shower with her, but. <laughs> that's embarrassing, right? Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. I know like, my cousin got fired a, f- a few years ago, and they had to, like, empty out his desk. And you know why they watched him? Like, here's a box. Uh-huh. Like, put your stuff in the de- in the box and, and leave now. And it's like, see? you guys are my friends. It's like, not anymore. <laughs> Oh, that's talking about the walk of shame, right? Yes, the walk of shame, and everybody was like, "Where are you guys going?" Would I didn't want to. I didn't want to say anything. I was like, "I would go to film a vignette." <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. So, I mean, I mean, how does that feel for you? Because I know you're a longtime wrestling fan, and uh-huh. you know, after you, like you mentioned, you guys are over, and you're so close <laughs> to being the champs, and then suddenly, not even a year in, boom, it's done. Yeah, you I, drive home. Well, I had some type of. Um, some hope you know on the way out it was like uh just keep your noses clean you know you, you'll see we'll, we'll keep an eye on you guys just keep your noses clean i was like okay hopefully they'll they might mm. bring us back again oh, you think over. they were trying to teach you a lesson or something yeah i or? think they were trying to teach a lesson and also show an example to the boys i guess not to yeah, bump, yeah, yeah, not yeah. to bump the ref i guess Did, were you angry at shad no i wasn't angry at shad like like i said in the book you know you got to get the book i was proud of shad shad did something that was really out of character while he while we were getting yelled at he said, um, and, he, and we got told we were released, he said, oh, don't fire Jay, man. It's not his fault. I, I want to take full responsibility. And I just looked at Shad like, wow, you did mm. that for me? <laughs> and then it, uh, that all came to a screeching halt when he said, no, I got to release both of you guys. You guys are a team. <laughs> you guys are a team. Yeah, and all these stories are, are, are told in much more detail in the book, but I'm just giving you know a preview of what you can expect when, when you check it out because there are so many of those type of stories. And they did, and then once you guys, kind of like you mentioned, have that black cloud over your head, oh, it yeah. follows you around, you know? All right, there are some seriously talented luchadors in AEW, and not all of them speak English which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos. Amigas, see, already learning. Haha, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita. So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. Sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Talk is Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho. Do it today. This, this is Talk is Jericho. So we're back here with JTG. And how long were you and Shad gone before you came back to WWE? We were gone for, it was like a vacation. We were gone for six months. And of course, you get your 90 days. So it was like, I was, for the, th- for the half of those six months, I was getting paid. And then we get a big, big video game check. And I was like, I went on vacation. I went places that I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I never went to. 
Uh, I went to the Dominican Republic. I went I went to my um, family in Trinidad and Tobago. Took some cruises. And then while I, <laughs> while I was the a, best firing ever, yeah, it was the best. I'm glad it happened. <laughs> yeah. but I look back at it, and then when I was in Trinidad, that's when we get the call back while I'm on, hanging out with family. Oh, we they think about bringing us back. Oh, really? Yeah, I get the call, and then as soon as I came, uh, I left Trinidad, and then I went home, stayed there for. I wasn't there long. Then I went by Shad to go train at Booker T's. I wonder why they decided to bring you back. Did you ever find out? We're over, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, African American guys, you guys are over. I mean, that's a good spot to have, right? Oh yeah, it was a good spot, and we and we we had fun on. We just had a lot of fun. We had a lot of uh, creative liberty. Vince gave us a lot of creative creative um, creative liberty, um, doing the vignettes, and even for example, I knew Vince. I knew Vince really loved us. Like there was one example when I asked Vince, you know, because we were told not to look at the camera. He's like, I was told a lot by, by the agents and some of the um, writers, Vince hates when you look at the camera. Don't look at the camera. So I said, man, I'm, 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 I need to be me. I need to be free. And in the rap videos, they like to show off their girl. You know, they, they, they show mm-hmm. their girl if the camera. Take their, they like to show off and throw their chains in the, in the camera. So I walked up to Vince and I said, Vince, came, um, rap, rap stars, you know, they like to look at the camera and show off. You know, I got a lot of jewelry. I want to show my grill off. He said, yeah, go ahead and do it. Have fun. And he slapped me on the back real hard. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, have fun, man. Be yourself. I'm like, all right, great. <laughs> well, Vince is Vince too. Like he, he uh, if you ever seen Vince like dance along to like rap music and stuff. In a couple of our vignettes, yeah, yeah. Like, he would see like I remember one time we did some kind of vignette where you guys stole something and your music was playing. He was dancing along with the music because what was the, what was the crime time music? It was really. Oh, it was upbeat, yeah, bringing the hood to you. Bringing it, bringing it, bringing the hood to you. <laughs> you when I first movies. heard it, I didn't like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard it, at a, I heard it at a house show. Like, we didn't know what our theme music was. It mm-hmm. was the like, first time we was going on the road. And they, um, you like, okay, well, what do you think our music is going to be? I, like, I hope it's cool. And then they, they blasted it. And I was like, oh, we got to go out anyway. Just, just love it. Go out there, I like it. <laughs> so when you came back, were things different? Did you still have the black cloud of heat? Uh, over oh yeah, definitely. You still had that. Cloud. Even even though you'd been gone for six months, mm-hmm. they were surprised to see us back. Oh, okay, I remember uh, seeing Lance Kidd and Trevor Murdoch's face when we first showed up. It was like, yeah, there you, was always I thought we got rid of you. <laughs> uh, there was always issues between you guys. I remember the first time, really early on, when it came back in '07, we had a match at the Masonic Temple. Remember, it was like in Ooh. Burlington, Vermont, or someplace like that, like in the middle of nowhere. And it was some strange six man, maybe of. Uh, crime time and somebody and maybe me and Kate and Murdoch and I'm not sure exactly why uh-huh. maybe Punk was on your team or something and I, we just called it on the ring and I s- said to Shad I mean uh, go for a backdrop I'll boot you up I'll hit the ropes give me a gorilla press and he did and when he dr- and when he dropped me and landed me I rolled to the floor and I remember Murdoch going what the hell are you doing somebody goes don't let him gorilla press you he's dangerous oh, he's God. dangerous so yeah they didn't uh, they didn't like you guys too much I remember that from the start yeah yeah <laughs> so so did, so the heat continues is it still more stuff that Shad is doing here I know there's a couple stories in the book that you told I mean the, the hair stories are great <laughs> did that happen before you got fired or when you came back I think that happened uh, when you look back at it, it's kind of like a blur. Right? Was it was it before or after? I'm gonna say it was it was before. Well, tell us about the braiding of the, the braiding hair. That's a incident. Great one. Well, when you're on the road with the WWE, you know, you don't, especially on tour, international, you don't know too much of where it was where, where's the where's the nearest beauty salon or where's where's this. You have, you have to get a runner. So Shad, we we were getting ready for TV, and our hair was a mess. After where were we, you? 
believe we were in the UK. Okay, um, so you're we're in the, the UK. Yeah, we're in the UK, and we had just did a tour for a week, and our hair was a mess. And we wanted to get our hair braided. I just wore a do-rag. I was like, I'm not going to worry about getting my hair braided. That's too much of a headache. Because you got your hair all braided because it's in the, it's in the cornrows, yeah, it's right? It's looking fresh, you know, when looking- I first started. But after a couple of days of wrestling, so, sweating, it's not going to look as, as, as nice so as you want it to So it starts kind of growing out a bit and getting a little bit more kind of out of control and exactly. bushy and stuff. Okay? And you want to look, look good for TV. So Shad's <laughs> you like, fresh. I'm, you want to look fresh for TV. You want to look fly with two eyes. Chill. And so Shad was like, I'm not wearing no do-rag. I'm getting my hair braided. So he gets a runner. And what do you mean? He gets a runner to do what? To get, to find out where to um to bring the bra- hair braider back. He got some information. He said, "Okay, we got a hair braider." He was like, "Okay, I can't go to them. Can you have her come here?" And he would he, he would pay them. Yeah, he paid them extra, extra. I guess. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And the the hair braider came back to to a live. We got a, I think he got braided at a live event. I brought her back at a live event after after our match. And I don't see anything that he did anything wrong. Okay, you want to get your hair braided because we have to look good for TV. But go do it somewhere. Quiet. Go somewhere quiet. And no one can see you. All right. No, Shad. He gets his hair braided uh, in front of a high traffic hallway, and we were green at the time. We were new. We were supposed to be watching the monitor, watching the matches, learning from them. Well, Shad is somewhere not watching the matches, and he gets heat for getting his hair braided and not being by the monitor. So the next day, um, we had to um, our punishment. Our punishment was we had to wrestle Great Kali in a in a handicap match. And it, the match didn't last longer than five minutes. We got in there. I got chopped on my head. That hurts. <laughs> and it hurts, yeah. That, ask anybody. Great Kelly's chopped the head hurts like a mofo. Oh, man. my gosh. It's like, it's like a, I said it's, I feel like an oak tree branch fell on my head. Like you're just walking down that's the street. A good, that's a good description of it. Ow! And I had to sell it. I, want, I wanted to sell it and rub my head, because, <laughs> but I had to play like I was knocked out. So I got, I got chopped on my head. Chad, he gets a big boot, gets a little, gets a little flurry, and then chop on his head and he got the finish and pin on Chad mm-hmm. and the agent was like yeah I had to punish you guys you know I know you guys JTG you didn't do anything wrong but that's your partner you guys are joined at the hip so uh, you're gonna have to feel the sting too I'm like alright whatever I didn't even want to go out that night. All the boys were going out. My self-esteem was low. Like, I just... <laughs> yeah. Well, once again, that's the worst, man. You're getting, you're getting judged because of your partner, not because of what you did. But I'll say this, though. That is kind of a dumb thing, like, to send the runner out uh-huh. to get a hair braider to come back. It's like, just get up early in the morning and go. Like, I would never even think of that. Like, I need a haircut. Like, have a runner come to the building and cut my hair for me. Okay. <laughs> that's Shad. Shad, Shad, So, um, it, it's funny because you mentioned earlier the face of the company. You know, I'm going to guess that it was Cena because I know later on you guys, ha- you guys had a great run. And oh, yeah. even one of my favorites of Cena and I still laugh about is CTC. Oh, yeah. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot Crime- of fun doing CTC. Crime Time Cena. Crime Time Cena. Crime time Cena. So how did that come about? I have I have no idea. I just one day I just found out we were work we were we would be uh, working partnering up with Cena. I'm like hell yeah, that's like the perfect fit, you know. And because first- his gimmick was kind of you know yeah, same he, same, same thing. thing. And then at least it started that way. And we started beating up limos. Um, that was one of the best one of the f- best and funnest vignettes I ever. Not vignettes. We actually did it in front of the live uh, audience, New Orleans. I'll never forget that day. That was the day I met my wife. So I'll never oh, forget and- that day. So what did you do? We um came John Cena um. He came out. He was having a feuding with JBL, and if, if I can remember it right, 
he had some violations and he needed some help. You know, I think his backlight, nothing was wrong with it. Nothing was right, wrong with the limo. But we came out and we gave him a little adjustment. And then when I invited my soon-to-be wife to the to the show, it was like, that would be perfect. You know, she said, this is your future husband being a badass. <laughs> like, oh, he's with John Cena and he's beating up limos? Oh. Yeah, because you're smashing the back of the tail tail light and you're smashing the, the, the window windows in. Chad had the crowbar I had a bat yeah it was it was it was good you, wrote, you remember seeing wrote poopy on the oh uh, yeah poopy oh yeah that. that was like the the poopy that was random yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how long did that last for the ctc um i'm gonna say three or six months i can't remember so exactly it was a while right? yeah, it was a while yeah so i and mean I, and i was a learning a very a good learning experience a lot of stuff that i was doing that I had had no idea that what was wrong John Cena put me to the side and don't do that no more. We're taking to another level. Like like what? For example, before every match, I would like to get the crowd warmed up. I say, "Oh, you're ready to get it popping." You know, I look at the crowd. He was like, "Don't do that. You don't need their approval. Mm-hmm. Just start the match." <laughs> he was like, "You don't do that anymore." Just especially little tricks, with me. little tricks that that the like that main eventers use. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's kind of. Uh... That's why I thought it was pretty good for you to work with him, obviously. And oh, yeah. obviously, you were there for a reason because you were over, yeah. which is good. I'm going to get heat for that, by the way, for saying that. <laughs> but it's true. They wouldn't have put you. Vince McMahon would not put you with the cash cow, uh-huh. the face of the company, as you said, if you didn't have some kind of merit. You know, he's not going to put you guys together. He said it, not me. Down. I can say what I want. It's my show, and I know what I'm talking about. You know, you know that's the case. Yeah. Or else they wouldn't have had you guys been out there with him for so long. Exactly. You know, so so did you still have the 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 heat following you around at that time? I'm not going to say it was. Uh, I was a walking furnace at the time, but yeah, we was a little warm. Yeah, <laughs> we was a little warm. Could you ever get rid of it? Um, no, no. Even till when I got went up to my singles career, I was asking um one of the one of the uh head of talent relations, you know, I want, you know, act for some advice. Uh, he said, um, well, you know, you still got a little stink, stink on you from the crime time, from the crime time, you know, you want, you want to lay low and keep having good matches and so on. So I'm like, damn, it was that bad. I still have a little stink on me from crime time. Jeez. <laughs> really? It, it's really weird though, because it's like you said, it seemed that, and I'm not piling on it, but it seemed that Shad would always do things to stick his, his foot in his mouth. Oh yeah. I remember. And- Shad is always in party mode. He's just, it's like, it's a time to be professional and it's time to have a good time. And he always wanted to have a have a good time. It's like you have to learn how to switch the gears, man. Yeah, and also maybe would say things, like I said, put his foot in his mouth yeah. like when he sees the boss's daughter. Oh, yeah, that's a good story. Don't, don't give that away. Oh, did you say <laughs> that one? Say, say that, that one. But... But then give me the, 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 the um, uh, wearing the nice clothes. Oh, yeah, Shad. So Shad one day, um, he decided to... To dress up. I mean, he, he got a tailor-made made suit, and he was looking really sharp that day. Really and fly with two eyes. He was looking really fly with two eyes that day. <laughs> and all of us, I don't know if you do it, Jericho. If you have a really nice outfit on, you make a couple of rounds around Hell the ring. yeah. Though. You, you, want, Vin, you want Vince to see you looking good. <laughs> Absolutely. So he's doing his, he's doing his rounds, and we, we bump into Triple H, and Triple H give him a compliment. Triple H says, you look pretty sharp today. And... Shad just froze. I, I guess it caught him off guard. He was waiting for it, but it caught him off guard. And he was just like. Man. The choice. Yeah, like, you wrote it great. It's like, you know, you say thank you and move on. Yeah. B, you kiss, kiss his ass, ass a bit. Yeah. C, you use it as a chance to talk, whatever. Yeah, it was Shad chose Z. He said, um, <laughs> I guess this is what it feels like to sell out. I just looked at Shad like, what? Why would you yeah. say that? You said, I wore this suit to look good for you. I yeah, guess that's why. This is what it feels like out. to sell out. And and then Hunter, he just looks at me awkwardly. He's like, you want to explain what he just like, I can't. I don't know what goes on in his head, man. And once again, right? Once again. Now, then, what's your relationship with Shad now? Oh, we still hella cool. You know, we okay. hang out. Um, 
we just did um, two independent shows these past two weeks. We still hang out. We still party. And, you know. Do you ever, did you, did you tell him about the book? Oh, yeah. He, he, um, he, he didn't read the whole book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't read the whole book. At all, but I did tell him that, um, Shad, I'm writing a book. And the majority about it, the majority of the book is going to be about you. He's like, fine, man. Make sure you don't leave all the juicy details. Like, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> there was a great story. We were in Puerto Rico. You might have been there. You might not have been where he uh-huh. took the photographer with him. Oh, yeah. Some glamour shots on the beach. You gotta- <laughs> Once again, like just you just you just don't do that. Like, yeah. hey, take the company photographer. Come with me. Where are we going? We're going on the beach. Take some pictures of me. And stood on a coral reef. Yep. And wanted to take that's, some muscle shots on the coral reef <laughs> as this giant wave came from behind and splashed him and he fell down and onto the reef. And he scarred up his whole stomach. He was all covered. You know, coral breaks off inside. What yeah. happened to you? And he's like, oh, man. And then we found out the story that, oh, yeah, he was on the reef. And the photographer actually showed us some shots of like this Still most of the, the big wave coming from the back. Yeah, and he got heat for that. But yeah. just stuff I forgot, like that. I forgot about that. Thank you for reminding there you go. me. So you can write that in uh, <laughs> Damn Why I Write This Book, too. <laughs> but I mean that that's the type of stuff that that he just seemed to always do and maybe not even trying to be you know not trying to be an idiot yeah, but just he's not being malicious he's yeah, just in his just own world certain things that you just beastland yeah beastland right <laughs> so when did when what how did it work when you guys were finally split up and and what was the reason for it uh, I think we both wanted it I think we both pitched that we wanted to go our singles sing, go um pursue our singles career and I think Crime Time, it, it had his run. Mm-hmm. I think the fans wanted to see some something different. You know, I don't think it was going to ch- turn his heel. That would have been something different, too, if they could have turned Crime Time heel. But I think we were, we were still pushing to go our, our separate ways, and I, I needed a break. <laughs> <laughs> so how was it for you finally going singles? Because you went as a baby face, right? Yeah, I went as a baby face, and he, he went, went heel. to heel. Yeah. Um, it had his ups and downs. I had I came up with a lot of ideas that I thought that would be, like, Will be big. That'll take me to the next level. I don't know if you, if I ever told you about my my Muppet idea. No, that, that's in that's in the book. But you don't really explain what yeah, it I didn't is. Explain, I didn't explain it in the book too much. Well, I'll tell you what the Muppet idea was. You remember when we had um, promo class? Mm-hmm. We had promo class with um, what was the name of that the actor again? Freddie Prince Freddie Jr. Prince Jr. Yeah, we had some with Vince, and, and that we, would be where you would go in there, and they would basically teach you and give you drills on how to cut promos. Exactly, improv, and, improv, and sometimes Vince would be in there, mm-hmm. or maybe all the he'll, time he'll pick something up and say, like this bottle cap. He'll say, "Cut a promo on this bottle cap," and you will have to use your uh, your skills to cut a. Uh, not just a promo, but a good promo to to make him happy. Right, uh, you would have to relate something to this bottle cap yeah, and how sell you were it. Gonna, yeah, right. So, so a couple of weeks of doing that, I came up with this character called Self, and Self was my conscious, and I would just talk to myself. Like I would say to myself, Self, what do you think about this bottle cap? And then I'll do this English accent. Well, Jay, and I'll get all silly, and Vince loved it. So, so to, he would love the fact that you had this alter ego. Alter ego, yes. That and would then, tell you about the... But this bottle cap could be used to throw on the ground so someone may slip exactly. on it and you could win the match. Exactly. He gotcha. loved it. He ate it up. After doing like two or three weeks of that, I said, I went to Vince after class. I said, I got this idea and it's going to involve a Muppet. It's never been done before. Just hear me out because it's out of the box and that's what you like, right? And he was like, I'm listening. And I saw him about having a Muppet that looked exactly like me. That's um, That would be myself. Call itself. And it would be a rude-talking... <laughs> Uh, it would just talk smack, but the thing about it, here's the catch: only me and the WWE universe could interact with the with the uh, with the Muppet. So if I'm, if he was here right now, he would be insulting you, with, but you wouldn't know because that's my conscience. Oh, yeah. but the universe would, would exactly. Say. So it'd be almost like like Ted, although they can hear Ted talking. Yeah, but... Ted is there. Everybody knows Ted is there. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. So you had to be a good actor. So if he made you laugh, you could not sell it. You just had to. Right. Yeah. So who would be talking? Would it be you with a funny voice? No, or? I was gonna. I wanted to hire a comedian to to do the voice. 
to, to be self. And I, it, it would have been. A, I thought it would have been a hit. So I loved the like idea a, so much, and I thought that it was gonna be, I was gonna make millions of dollars because Vince said he loved it. I could think about the merchandise now. He was like. He was giving me all these selling points, like, yeah, this is good, this is good. I saw him talking to himself. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be great. I went home. He was talking I, to himself. He was talking to himself. <laughs> I went home to my wife, like, baby, we did it. Let's go to Mr. Childs in Beverly Hills. <laughs> Beverly Hills. We're about to be rich. I was so confident this was going to work. I went, spent like three dollars $500 in so Mr. You Childs. So <laughs> you would have him like, I'm, I'm kind of envisioning like a ventriloquist dummy or exactly, something. Exactly, yes. Would he be sitting on your lap or would you just be holding him or would he just No, be he would just pop up behind me or something like that. Oh, but but you're – It, it would be for vignettes. It wouldn't, I wouldn't have bring, brought it out to gotcha. uh, the ringside. Gotcha. If you and me were sitting there uh-huh. and he popped up, I can't see him. Yeah. And I can't hear him. But You like, obviously know that he's there, but – I got you, but I'm saying in the, in the, in the world of the, of the pre-tape. Yes. But all the fans can hear it and they would see him. And so when Self would pop up, they'd yeah. be like, oh, there he is. And I'll talk to myself. You know that something yeah. funny is going to happen. Exactly. Right. Uh, yeah. That's actually a cool idea. Thank you. I appreciate it. And he that, would look Chris. just like you. Look exactly like me. Braids, grill, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love the grill, too, man. You could have sold grills for. Uh, oh, man. I think. Uh, I think they wanted to do it, but something happened. I don't know. As always. A mouthpiece. So, <laughs> so, you had, so you had self, and Vince is into it. You go to Mr. Chow's, and you're buying the expensive Dom Perignon and the whole thing. <laughs> Appetizers, <laughs> dessert. Appetizers, exactly. Get what you are, baby. Thing, you're rich. Cigar after the meal, whatever it may be. <laughs> and then, um, again, if you want to find out what happened about with, 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 why self didn't work out, you're going to have to get the book. Man, why did I write well, give, this book? Give us a brief version, though, because you can't, you can't, I, can't, I can't remember exactly what happened. Okay, so um, Vince gave me a duty to do. He wanted me to, uh, he gave me a bunch of names to do. Because at the same time, I was trying to get theme music. I was trying right. to get theme music, and I was trying to get this doll off the ground. And there was a ton of names that he was giving me to uh, his assistant. Um, there was Jim Johnson. And oh, there he's was, giving you a bunch of names of people to contact, contact to get this rolling. Get this rolling, yeah. And I, he, I made, he must have gave me like four or five names, um, emails, and, and I'm bad at names. So all I did was remember their titles. And he gave me uh, he gave me something to do, and then a week later, I totally blew the spot. <laughs> totally That's blew right. It. Yeah, he gave you the names, and then asked if you had contacted them or whatever. And then when he asked you who have you contacted, yeah. you blew the spot. I said I said I said a name, but you got to read the book to find out what <laughs> I, name I said. <laughs> yeah, ba- basically, you had so many names in your head when he asked you who have you contacted, paraphrasing, and you said the wrong name or couldn't remember all the names exactly Vince got mad at you oh yes I try to play it off you know I try to smile it off yeah, like, yeah. you know Vince ah. he kept his face stern like I just told this mother to do something he didn't do it and when Vince tells you to do something right you do it <laughs> like in retrospect you should have memorized all the names exactly. all the Titles. positions that they had exactly wow so you think just because of that that was the end of it I think so because I didn't hear anything else about it after that hmm. it was like it was kind of like yeah, had any of the writers been informed of this, or was it just something you and Vince talked about? Me and Vince talked about it, and then after that, actually, he kind of like I kind of got the runaround. Before it was more direct with him, and he was like, "Yeah, go talk to so and so about it." And it kind of it just kind of fizzled out. It was just like, "Okay." I see wonder if he on. was testing you to see, you know, or something like that, or I, I guess I failed <laughs> miserably. <laughs> And now there's a warehouse full of self dolls no, I, I just languishing. Did you actually it. make one? I still I, I went through with it. I went through it with myself. I was like, and then I was gonna do some stuff. Like at the time, Zack Ryder was doing the um, yeah, he's doing his old web series. He was show. doing the, yeah, the Long Island exactly. story. I'm whatever, like, yeah. I'm gonna do that with self. I'm gonna get this over on my own. And then after Zack Ryder didn't get too much success, after <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna do all this work because doing a show, doing a web show is hard. 
You know, you oh, got, yeah. Like, the, the, even filming it is not the hard part. It's the editing. Sure. I edited about one or two shows, and it took literally uh, a day and a half. And mm-hmm. I'm like... For like a five-minute piece. For a five-minute piece, yeah. exactly. Mine was actually short, like three minutes. So then after I saw Zach Ryder doing all that, and it didn't amount to anything, I was like, I'm going to do all this work. And it's just... I didn't like. I, I just kind of like the, mo- the motivation just died out. Right. Yeah. But so, so, so there is actually a self. Yeah, somewhere. there's a self at home sitting at home. So if Zach Ryder would have been successful with his uh, with his show, and, and I would have probably moved move forward with uh, with there's self. a self sitting at home looking at you going, "Come on, man!" It actually scares my daughter because it's in her <laughs> I can room. See that? And then when she turns the light on late at night, it's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, <there's> like <laughs> daddy, a, a weird daddy in the corner. <laughs> Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. And, and I remember too, like, uh, and you talk about this in your book as well. I mean, there's a lot of great stories in the book, and we we're just touching on a few of them. But it, there, there's a lot of kind of like the real world of the WWE, and kind of how you have these visions of of, of the dream. Oh yeah. And then the reality comes in. Were you starting to kind of get uh, uh, broken down? Was it starting? To, was it starting to crack you at this point when all these things were going wrong? Yeah, after like pitching ideas. And seeing it on other superstars, that's when wow, that's when it hurts. That's, that's when it a stings. Bad one. I understand if you put your idea and they say they don't like it, but when when you see your idea and then it's like your intellectual property is like you see it on somebody else that that hurt. And that would, when I saw that happen about once or twice, then I was like, but that's Man. not in the book though. I don't remember reading. No, about that's that. not in the book. I put it in part two. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> well, t- tell me one. Tell me one one thing that you thought of that that went to somebody else. Even if you don't want to say who it went to, I'm not gonna say who the name. But when you think of somebody talking to themselves, who do you think of? Talking to themselves? Yeah. Uh, talking to what's, himself what's, like like angrily or no, just talking to himself. What superstar do you know that talks to himself now? I don't know. I can't think. Oh, give me one. Yell it out. Who talks to himself? Get your nephew over here. Yeah, my nephew's here, by the way. Archie. Oh, ah. <laughs> you know that exactly the same thing, but it's wow. similar. Okay, there you go. So that's an idea that's that one you of them, pitched. Yeah. And then kind of was taken and used. Because that happens yeah, more yeah. often than not, oh, yeah, which is kind of a drag, especially when you don't have a spot mm-hmm. on the show. I remember that happened to me in WCW a few times. That happened where, to you too? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Most of the stuff that, that you're talking about happened to me oh, okay. just 10 years prior. <laughs> yeah, actually, something with Raven happened, but I can't remember exactly what it was. It wasn't the flock per se, uh-huh. but it was something where I would go through. Oh, I know what it was. I would go through the flock to get to Raven. Uh-huh. I'd have to beat each guy, and that was kind of the, the verdict. And he, who, somebody else I that? think maybe it was Benoit or it might have been Booker, oh, okay. one of the two. They gave it to one of those guys because they were actually doing something on the show, oh, stings, and I was man. trying to find something to do, and all these things were, were being used to somebody else. So, yeah, it's very uh, discouraging. It, it's very discouraging, absolutely, and frustrating, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, it was, and it was, yeah, there was one more after that, and then I was like, well, I'm going to give it my all, but I, I stopped pitching ideas after that because I didn't want to do somebody else's job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just stopped pitching ideas. But I did, but they, they come up with me with a good idea. I don't care how bad it was, I was going to make it good, but I never got the... <laughs> they didn't get to do that. I remember yeah. we worked one time. 
uh, in Long Island, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my mom was front row. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) That was great. That was kind of like around the time when you were sort of doing something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when we worked you guys at SummerSlam. Right. Oh, okay. That was before. That was the storyline. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. And I remember remember that, too. There's another classic Shad where it was was me and Big Show against Uh you and Shad. And we were going over something and Shad something along the lines of like, you know, but yeah, but I'm a big guy. And I'm like, dude. You're working against the biggest of guys, so shut up. He said there's, that? Yeah, there's no one bigger than Big Show. <laughs> but I'm a big guy. Oh. Something along those lines. Not in a bad way. Did he, want, like, did he want a gorilla press? Something. Did he want to press you know, Big Show? May, I, maybe something I like that. I think he wanted to press you know, Big for, Show. That, yes, that could be it. Wanted yeah. to press Big Show. And then uh, after all this stuff went down, you were in the company for a long time, mm-hmm. never working. You yes. became like the modern day Funaki. Yes. Like you're just like yeah. And then the fans caught up to it, and they started doing these memes. Like JTG is still employed. Like every time someone like there was a group of people getting released, they're like, "How did JTG do it?" They were like, <laughs> "I don't know, but I'm not. If I did, I'm not. It's my secret. I'm not telling anybody." <laughs> yeah. And then they had a, they created a countdown for me until <laughs> yeah, there was a countdown. Somebody made a, a countdown just for me, and um. It was just a count until I get released because I was there for like almost but you can't eight years. The count. They should have been a count up because <laughs> it's like you know he's going to release in ten, nine, eight, seven, six. I'm still here. I'm still here. I mean, how was that for you? It was. It... I, I thought the memes I thought were funny. Yeah, I didn't let it get get to me personally because JTG is a character. Mm-hmm. It's not Jason Paul, right? You know? Even when you know when you go back when I'm in the fans and if, oh you suck JTG you haven't been used on t-. it's like all this stuff like, it doesn't affect me. It's like it's a character that I play. Sure, of course, I'm not. In control of when I'm on TV or when I'm not on TV, but when right. I do get the opportunity, I make the best of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But but I'm saying just being on the sidelines for that long, showing up for work every week, and like pretty much knowing that you're not on the show. I mean, is oh that, yeah, is yeah, that definitely disheartening. Yeah, yeah, definitely disheartening. You know, you, you when they put the um, the sheet up with all the matches, you know, you come running there looking, you, you, you're pointing. Where's my name? Yeah. JTG? No, JTG. Mm, no, okay, That's damn. It. Another day of catering. Another day of catering, yes. <laughs> Me and Zack Ryder. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> I remember Tommy, Tommy Dreamer said that for a while before he left, too. He's like, uh, just got another day of catering today. Come fly in and have the catering. So were you kind of was just was writing on the wall? Did you think, like, did you ever think that maybe they'll, I'll get another chance? Or You know, I always remain optimistic when I was on the road. I would mm. say oh, they're keeping me off of TV because they're going to have this uh, new character for me. Like, I, I try to stay positive. And then when I was home for almost a year, then it was like the you know, the writing's on the wall. Let me uh, start thinking about the future. Were you just collecting checks, or did you finally just say, "Listen, I got, I'm done"? Or when did they finally give you the give you the release? You know, was, uh, the ironic the ironic the irony of that story is, remember when I told you I got the call back mm-hmm. um, to go back to WWE when I was in Trinidad? Yeah, I took the family to Trinidad. It was been six it's been six years since I've been back to Trinidad, and that's when I got the call on the on, on the flight. Uh, you're being released. And I just looked back. I said, "What if I didn't go to Trinidad? I wonder <laughs> <laughs> if he wouldn't have went there in the first place. You wouldn't have got on. You wouldn't have got back. Was it a feeling of relief, or were you sad, or how does that feel?" Um, it was. It was just the end of a chapter. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I was uh, disappointed or mad. It was. I was sad for like a, a couple of a couple of minutes, and then it was just like, okay, I, I kind of knew the writing was on the walls. I was kind of like preparing for it, so it wasn't. I wasn't like down, down and out. It was like I, you know, I had the projects I was working on, and I was very opti- optimistic about. You had you had a year basically. Yeah, exactly. To, to get, my, get my stuff together. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, what are some of the things that you're working on since you've left? When one was that you left? Two years ago. 
Her, I got released. I got released a year ago, but I haven't been on TV for about two years, probably. Okay. Yeah, exactly a year ago, I got released. So, what have you been working on? Have you been doing a lot? Have you been doing any independent wrestling? Or you just yeah, I've been doing stuff? independent wrestling. Uh, did, doing a couple. Of, I actually got one. Just booked one uh, today. Got the when I woke up mm-hmm. in the UK. I love I love going overseas nice, to perform. Yeah. Um, other projects I'm working on is I I'm working closely with a new startup in based in LA, and when I found out about the idea, I, I was like I was blown away. It's bringing audio to the next level in. Um, and social media. Hmm. And what they're doing, I don't know if you've ever heard of Airsay. <laughs> Airsay. E-A-R-S-A-Y-E. Airsay. Airsay. And it's allowing mm-hmm. users to create 15-second voice messages and implement sound effects while you're talking in background theme music and, and share them with your friends and family on social media. And then they oh. self-destruct. And when I found out about this idea, I had to be a part of it. And I'm glad that I'm a part of it at the ground level because, you know, you know everybody wants to be a part of it when it's cool and when it's, mm-hmm. when it's, uh, when it's trend, when it's trendy, but I'm glad to be a part of it at, at such an early age. And they, at the, the vision that, that, that they have and where they're going is going to well, be the next you, big thing. I mean, you, you mentioned earlier about, about putting out an ebook. Uh-huh. How do you start an app? Like, how do you, like you got involved at the ground level before it even existed. How does that, I mean, there must be a lot of you work. Surround, you surround yourself with people who, who are successful in that field. And that's, and that's what I, that's what I did. It's like programmers and <laughs> exactly. detail people work. Who, and yep. How long does it, how long did it take to get the app up and rolling? Cause it's up now, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. So they, yeah. Did, they did a soft launch. They got a, a lot of great feedback and they're applying that feedback to make a, make it even better mm-hmm. so i'm looking forward to the to the to the hard launch okay because well, yeah. there's so many apps there's so much social media how does Earsay stand out from from other apps Earsay stands out because social media right now they're only focusing on pictures and videos and me being a storyteller i love telling stories audio has been left out and then now that you'll be able to add background theme music and um, sound effects, and they're getting they're getting a large library of sound effects. You could tell you could tell stories and share them with your friends, and just have a have a great time. Like you could take sound effects from some of your favorite movies. There's a whole bunch of sound effects out there, but we're not using them. So we're gonna make audio emojis the the next audio emojis. Audio emojis. That's the next. So, big so thing. give me an idea of what, of what you would post on an ear. Say, for example, if I'm gonna meet with my buddy and he's late or something like that, I might um, send him a. Matter of fact, I got the app on my phone. Let me pull it, pull it up if I, if I can do it quick. All right. So I'm pulling up the app now. I'm going to pull out some sound effects right now. It's audience laughing. Let me see. So put together uh, an oh, earsay. Earsay one. Let me see. <laughs> that, that's a circus theme. <laughs> and then, yeah, there's some real clowns out here. They're not really that funny, but let's give them a pity laugh. Just something quick off the top of my head. <laughs> and you just share that with... Fr- you share and you that. would post that like, you know, like, hey, how's your night tonight? And then you, that would be your answer exactly. or something like that, right? Yeah. And they got over 100, 100 sound effects and they're, and they're growing their library. And they're looking to, you know, license sound effects from Fox, Universal, hopefully work with the WWE, get some of those uh, Chris Jericho's never ever. <laughs> so then you would post that like on Twitter sort of thing or you, yeah, Twitter. you could post that to your fans or do you, you could send them as text messages. Yep, that's the plan. Gotcha. So go all, all across. Yeah. Wow, you just be like an entrepreneur now between that's, that's like, the plan. Taking advantage <laughs> of all the social media uh, aspects out there. Definitely. And then also got the other project that I'm working on is um, I did a movie, did a movie back in January and it's releasing uh, at the end of July. So I'm looking forward to that. My first red carpet premiere, walking nice. the red carpet. What's it called? It's called Bad Night. Bad night at night as like a, a night and day or like a night with a sword? no night at night <laughs> night and day night okay day. yeah bad so night what do you play I play a villain I'm a, I'm I'm running around L A 
shooting at high school girls. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, definitely a bad man. And they got some big and they got some big stars in there. I I got almost got heat on the set for that. <laughs> Let me tell you about this quick he's, story. He's transferring <laughs> he's everywhere, man. Me. So I did the scene with this with this certain actress, and we did a group shot. And we're sitting down and catering, and everybody's like, I can't believe that I just, you know, did this scene with, uh, with Molly. Molly's like, and I'm like, Molly Ringwald? Molly Ringwald. Nice. I didn't know. I know who Molly Ringwald is if I saw her face, 16 right. Candles, but I didn't notice her as an adult. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, so you, when you haven't seen somebody, like, you don't, you can't. I, I didn't put two and two together. You can't, yeah. You've just seen them as a young person, and an old person, you don't really know the difference. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't put the two and two together, and they were um, making a big deal about it. I'm like, who are you guys talking about? Molly. I'm like, okay, Molly. Okay, Molly Ringwall. Um, and then the name didn't catch, and I'm like, Molly Ring. That name sounds familiar. And they was like throwing their hands, and they're like, Oh my gosh, you don't know who Molly Ringwall is? Like, wait, hold on, hold on one second. I got this. I got this. <laughs> Sixteen candles. I said, Oh, that was Molly. We just did a scene with her. I'm like, Oh shoot, that's cool. Like, she looks so old now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, so Molly Ringwald is I in this. Almost, I almost, almost got heat, but you pulled it back out no, of the I fire. Did, I think I, I got like, it wasn't that big of a heat, but it was heat. Okay. I almost ruined my acting career before it started. <laughs> and then the worst part is when you called the runner to get you a hair braider on Oh, set. yeah. I need to get my hair braided. Can you bring somebody to my trailer? You sat in Molly's chair while they did it. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who else is in the movie? Anybody um, else? Matt Walsh. He's on Veeps. Okay. Veep. Um... I don't know this guy's name. I'm totally again, I'm bad with names. He was he was in the office. Um, oh, nerdy yeah. guy. Oh, nerdy uh, guy. the 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 what, Rain Rain Wilson. No, he wouldn't be it. I think so. I, I, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Some guy from the office yeah. is in it too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. So how'd you like to being in a movie? I love being in movies. Yeah. Um, and then I had I had to get this out of my head. You know, working with the WWE for so long, you always try to do something in one take. But well, with mm. Hollywood. You have the liberty to mess up, and it's all cool. You have nobody. Um, come on, can you get it right the first? Yeah, like, yeah. You don't What's have, wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. Damn so it! I was trying to nail everything in one in one uh, in, in one, one take, take. Yeah. and then when I didn't do it in one take, you know, I had this like, damn, I keep messing up. And then it was like, relax, man. We have all this film here. Just have fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Film's free now. Yeah. It's all computer. Digital, exactly. Well, and that's the thing. You just like if you're if you're if your line is you know these pretzels are making me. Th- oh, no, no. <laughs> These pretzels are make you just keep doing it, Do it until, until you, you get, get it. it. They just cut it wherever. Yeah, it's so much easier, right? So much easier. It's a more, more relaxed uh, environment. How did you get that gig? How did I get that gig? Because I'm over. Because you're <laughs> over. <laughs> Duh. Um, I think one of, one of the directors saw my um my reel on IMDb. Somebody showed them my reel. Oh, okay. Showed him my reel. He was like, "Oh man, he's cool. Yeah, we need we need a big guy who could uh." A villain, a thug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's perfect. Play. Yeah, it's great. It's funny you mentioned big. It's like you come in here, man. It's like you're big. I never remember you being that big. You're, 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 yeah, you're, you're huge. You know, I've been hitting the gym man. a little bit. Yeah, know? man. It looks yeah, good. It looks good. Trying. So the book is damn. Why did I write this book? And you go on to Kindle. Oh, you could go on Kindle, PayHip. Um, there's Nook. What's the other ebooks out there? Yeah, um, they- Kobo. Basically, just Google and find it. It's, it's a real good read. It's like I said. It's like a it's like a mini novella. It's about 75, 80 pages long, and it's a it's a real cool take on on you know how things work backstage <laughs> in the WWE and how easy it is to get that elusive heat. Oh yeah, especially when you don't know exactly how or why you're doing it, right? Exactly. And well, if you don't want to read the book, you know, you get the audio book. Where do you get that from? Pay hip, and also will be on Kindle, and none other than JTG is narrating. And um, I'll try to get Morgan Freeman, but you know he was a little busy. Yeah. <laughs> he got heat with him. <laughs> I got heat with Morgan Freeman. But I mean, it's, it's a buck twenty. It's a buck ninety nine or whatever it is. It's 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 a well. It's a, it's worth the read. And uh, last question: What's your favorite match that you ever had? Oh, oh, good setup. <laughs> My yeah. favorite match I ever had definitely had to be with you and Big Show at Summer, really at SummerSlam. No kidding. Definitely. Now, why is that? 
because it was in L.A., mm-hmm. my favorite. That's why I moved there. I love that. I love that um, city. Um, it was at the Staples Center. That's where I debuted. And it was for the tag team titles. And I was working Chris Jericho and Big Show. You guys, you guys brought us up to another level. Um, you had to step up in the ring. We had to step up uh, with our mic skills because, you know, you're known for being great on the mic. So we had to take it there, too. And that was just a lot of fun. You gave us so much creative liberty working with you guys. You know, sometimes when I work with uh, top guys, oh, we're not doing that. That doesn't make any sense. And you, you just made sense of it. you like, you want to do that? Whatever you want to do, let's do it. And then you made sense out of it. You didn't mm-hmm. say no. And mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Chris. Oh, I remember you always had a lot of cool moves. I, I remember, I don't think we worked together quite a, a lot, but I remember when we did, you always had some cool stuff that you could do. And that's always fun to do. Because uh-huh. a lot of times when you ask him, what do you do? It's like, well, I don't know. With you, it's like, well, I do this and do this. and do There's something you did off the rope, a second rope, oh, and yeah, there's a spin around. Yeah, a lot of people told me no. I was like, geez. What was that one called? He had names for all your moves. Was oh, one? yeah. I had the mug shot. The mug shot, right? <laughs> I had the box cutter. <laughs> the box cutter. <laughs> <laughs> around, was it around the corner neck breaker? I had a whole bunch of... So, was there one that was like fly or something like that? Or was there a fly one? It was a fly one? No, I don't think it was a fly okay, one. you just no, said no, no. it. You there just was said a shout out. Shout, shout out. out. That's yeah, what I was... What was the what shout out again? The shout out was um, you'd be throwing a clothesline and I would... That's it, duck underneath, swing around. Swing around. Right, the shout out. Because I was like, which one's which? I'm getting, you're like the Hardy Boys. It's like, we're going to do the the twist of fate. We're going to do the the spin spin cycle. The the, the whisper in the wind. Yeah, which one is which, man? I don't know all the names of these things, man. And that was the best part. That's the best part of being a wrestler, just being creative and coming up names with your own moves. Like, people don't really know what their moves are, but. Now they have to adapt to your Yeah, character. sure, sure, sure. I remember that match. I remember it was pretty good. And I think show knocked maybe you out it from the floor. That was kind of our gimmick was that he would, he could punch you from anywhere because he was so big. Yeah. So he would either do it just from the ring the, side. I uh, the walls of Jericho and the crowd went wild. But right like two seconds later, I got knocked out. Ah, <laughs> good. Yeah, I remember. I remember Slash was sitting in the front row. The Slash from Guns N' Roses oh, okay. was there. He was watching with his kid. There's also a great picture from our match that we had of, of you in the walls. Where I had you just cranked in, man. Like it was just oh, yeah. snapped I asked in for half. that specifically. I was like, Jericho, do you remember backstage? I said, Jericho, I'm a fan. Can you put me in the, <laughs> the old school, all yeah. the Jericho? He was like, oh, a lot of guys don't like that because their legs don't bend back that far. But you think you can do it? I was like, man, let's do it. Yeah. If you want to do it, you want to do it, man. Well, that's cool, dude. Well, it's good. It's good to get a chance to talk to you today. And uh, well, t- one more thing. You're talking about how you're doing some stuff, uh, mentoring and all that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, I'm doing that's mentoring. That's important right? as well. I mean, you got your nephew here. You said you're mentoring him this but, summer. Yeah, doing it, do, well, hanging out with him this summer, you know, building confidence. What's your name again? TJ. TJ's here. We got TJ yeah, he the nephew here. He wants to be a, a WWE superstar one day. So well, he's got he's got the fresh braids today. <laughs> he looks good, man. He's looking good. We'll go to the gym, you know. <laughs> so what, what, right. what is the mentoring that you're doing? It's like with inner city kids. Inner or? city kids, yeah. And um, right, I'm doing it in Massachusetts, and I'm gonna hang out for them for about an hour or two hours for the day. You know, help build self esteem and confidence. You know, I, I was told I was a positive role model, so I guess <laughs> I took the gig. Well, hey, you're in the WWE, man. That's a big deal. You oh, made yeah. you made it all the way there. Do you go actually like to a youth club or something? Or no, I meet them at their house. That's oh, you what go I'm to the house. I'm still learning about it as I go along. It's like I go to their house, pick them up, and we we do something from there. I pl- I plan the day out. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's almost kind of like a big brother sort of yeah. thing, but it's doing it like you know as a as a hero or something like that. Exactly. Is there a foundation that that you're working with for that? Or yeah, I forgot the name of the program. All right. <laughs> it's actually my mother-in-law's program. Well, so. don't tell. We, we won't tell Vince. <laughs> That's I gotta good. Na- I got to get this name thing, man. <laughs> no, man. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, dude. That's very cool to talk to you, man. Thank you for having me. Cheer, cheer. What does that mean? Cheer. Yeah. I just heard it in a bunch of rap songs. Cheer, cheer.
All right, thanks to JTG. You can get his new ebook, Damn, Why Did I Write This Book at Amazon. I read it. It's a, there's a Kindle version. A great, easy read, funny stories. Uh, it's not very long. You just get in there, read it, and get out. It's worth checking out. And if you do go buy it, please remember to use the Talk is Jericho links. I got the Amazon links for Amazon USA, Amazon UK, Amazon Canada A. You can support both JTG, uh, his new book, Damn, Why Did I Write This Book, and Talk is Jericho in one click. How about the new uh, Devil You Know album? They bleed red at Amazon. Howard Jones was on the show last week. Super funny interview. If you haven't checked it out, how about any of the Star Wars movies? Uh, what's what's a trilogy is three. What's six? A six G. You can get any of those Star Wars movies as you get ready to go check out The Force Awakens. So much stuff you can buy on Amazon. Come on, Christmas is coming up. I don't have to tell you what you want to buy. You want to buy stuff? You got to go Christmas shopping. I'm going to go on Amazon right after I'm finished doing this. And I'm going to go on my Talk is Jericho links myself, Rob from Peter to pay Paul, but do all my Christmas shopping on Amazon because it's so easy whenever one is trying to please me. All right, Amazon, longtime sponsors, Talk is Jericho. And you can find them links by going to podcast1.com. Click it on the Killer Deals button in the top right-hand corner, then hitting the Talk is Jericho button. Easiest way to support the show. Won't cost you anything extra. No hidden charges or fees. Amazon simply kicks back a few bucks to the show whenever you use those links. So, hey, knock out your holiday shopping. Get what you want. There's no hidden fees or, or extra charges. Just buy what you're going to buy. Help out Talk is Jericho in the process with Amazon. Uh, one last big thank you to all of the Talk is Jericho sponsors, including Amazon. DDP Yoga. Remember to tweet your own DDP Yoga story to at Talk is Jericho for a chance say to win a DDP Yoga program signed by the man himself, DDP. How about BetDSI? Go to BetDSI. Use my promo code Jericho10. Jericho on the number 10. And get $10 free just for registering. You go bet on whatever you want. Of course, the amazing mattresses made by the fine people at Casper. Sleep on a Casper mattress for 100 nights risk-free. Once again, use that promo code Jericho and you get 50 bucks off your mattress purchase. Then there's True Car. So many great sponsors. So many great shows. Go back and listen to as many as you want. And this Friday... To continue an amazing week of guests you won't get anywhere else, how about the entire cast of that metal show? Yeah, not just Eddie Trunk, not just Don Jameson, not just Jim Florentine, but all three of them at the same damn time. That's right, that's what you're going to get this Friday on Talk is Jericho. First time ever, all three members of that metal show will be here. What's the future of that metal show? How's the past been? The favorite guests, the favorite bands, great comedy between Don, Jim, Eddie, and myself. That's this Friday. Don't you dare miss it. And a big yeah boy. We'll see you on Friday. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcast1.com. That's podcast1.com.